Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Eric Compton, a.k.a. Mr. Town Business, and this podcast is available on all platforms. So thank you for taking the time out to listen. I know y'all can listen to any other podcast that's out there, but you chose to spend 30 minutes with me. So I'm very, very, very grateful that you did so. And again, that's Sports Business. That's S-P-O-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S, available on all platforms. So you got Anchor. You got Spotify, you got Google Podcasts, you got iTunes or Apple Podcasts. So shout out to everybody that's uh, allowing me to be on their platforms and put out this great content. Um, We got that business admin out the way, all the good stuff. Now let's get into the meat and potatoes of the show. We got so much to talk about, man. The Monday after the Super Bowl, man, gosh, I, I don't know. I don't know if I was watching the Super Bowl or if I was watching the, the college football national playoff game where it's usually the Alabama in, Invitational, where Alabama, who usually is the number one ranked team in college football, just uh, stomps a mud hole in people and walks and dries, as Stone Cold Steve Austin once said. Um, yeah, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Kansas City Chiefs, what was that, 31-9 to last night? I mean, the Chiefs couldn't even get a, a, a whole touchdown on the board last night. So, um yeah, it felt. I, I honestly felt like I was watching the Alabama versus Notre Dame game, or really anybody who's playing Notre Dame in in the CFP uh, national semifinal game. So it definitely had a feel of just, um, especially towards the second half, it just got out of control. Um, it, it, it just wasn't. It wasn't a competitive game. It, it, it was cool the first quarter. Um, I think it was a three to three to seven. I think was what the score was, um, and it looked pretty competitive, but. You know, it, it just got out of control towards the end of the first half, where I think it ended up being like twenty-one to six or twenty-one to twenty-one to six or twenty-one to three or something like that to the realm. And even then, I still thought the Chiefs had a chance of of of, of putting the game together in the second half. They they were getting the ball back uh, on the kickoff in the second half. I thought that they were going to figure out some things, just like they've been able to figure out. What was that? They 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 won the last 20, 24 out of twenty-six games. Um, or something to that to that nature um so they 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 just fell flat and you know a lot there's a lot of different excuses or reasons on why they lost let's just keep them all the way 1000 the tampa bay buccaneers figured it out after they got embarrassed in the first quarter by tyreek hill um early 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 this past season when he had over 200 some odd yards catching in one quarter um so i i think that they were able to put him to the point where he was very, he was non-existent. I mean, he was non-existent yesterday. Um, Travis Kelsey had, I think, 10 catches for 133 yards, but a, major, a majority of those stats were just on garbage time and kind of, you know, him trying to pick up the slack. But, you know, Pat Mahomes didn't have his offensive lineman or his two starting tackles. So Eric Fisher and the other gentleman who forego the season to become a doctor for COVID. So shout out to him. Um, they, they, you know, Eric Fisher, they lost him two weeks ago with the torn Achilles. And I think the replacement ended up having to switch over to guard. So he literally had three out of his three out of the five starting offensive linemen. They weren't even there. And that's a huge intricate of what you, what Pat Mahomes and the offense are trying to do. 
So, uh, you know, Pat Mahomes, I don't I don't put that on Pat Mahomes. I don't think it was his fault. Um, he, he was literally running for his life last night because you had Vita Veda, you had JPP, you had Ndamukong Sue out there. Um, you had a lot of people that were on that defensive line that just were able to to penetrate a, you know, a makeshift offensive line that was put together in about 13, 14 days who have no experience. And you're going to tell them to go out there for the Super Bowl and play. Um, and also Tampa, Tampa Bay went back to their Monty Kiffin days and played a Tampa two cover two type of defense where they had two high safeties that were basically not letting nothing get past them with the speed of Tyreek Hill. Sammy Watkins was non-existent who hasn't played since I believe week 16. Nicole Hardman didn't, wasn't, couldn't do nothing. Byron Pringle couldn't do nothing. You know, basically a lot of the stuff was underneath and they only could do a lot of check down stuff with Travis Kelsey, hence why he had 10 catches. So, um, there, there was just a lot of different, different things that just kind of caught up with with uh with the kansas city chiefs and you know there, there's going to be the notion of well th- this just proves why eric bielany uh who's the offensive coordinator for the chiefs doesn't deserve a head coaching job that's nonsense he had one they they, they had one bad game where they just looked out of it and this is probably the first time i've ever seen an andy reed team andy reed led led team just get beat up physically in all aspects of the game the punter couldn't even hold on to the damn ball when he was punting uh he shanked a couple of punts um granted the dude probably forgot that he was a punter because the Chiefs barely punt at all so you you have that so um special teams was just a debacle um I felt like the Kansas City defense with Chris Jones and Frank Clark they couldn't get nothing going uh Tyron Matthew you know he was out here drawing with Tom Brady um, it, it was just, it, it just, they just played a over, they played their worst game at the worst possible time. And that, that, that's literally what happened. Like they didn't even look this bad when they lost to the Raiders. Um, and that's saying something. And they, they just, they just had the worst game that they could possibly have at the worst, the worst moment. Um, and, and it happens, you know, and, and you know, people are, 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 are kind of salty that it, it was a one-sided game, but you know, Super Bowls have been, for the most part, you know, they haven't been all that entertaining. You know, um, you take a couple of games between the, che- uh, the, I think, of the Patriots versus Seahawks outside of whatever Pete Carroll was thinking about when he, instead of running the ball, Marshawn Lynch, they wanted to throw it. That terrible game, uh, the Rams against the Patriots, that was a bad game. Even though the score was close, that was a really, really bad game. Um you know, you also had, what was that, Super Bowl where the Baltimore Ravens beat up the New York Giants a lot to a little. You had the Oakland Raiders get beat up by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers a lot to a little. Um, so you've, you, we've had instances where um, we've had bad Super Bowls. Um, you know, I also think of the Denver Broncos beating the Carolina Panthers not too long ago. I think that's Super Bowl 50. That wasn't, that wasn't a really entertaining game. Uh, you also had the Seattle Seahawks going going to work on the Denver Broncos a few years ago as well um and that was a lot to a little so you know a lot of people are like well this Super Bowl was terrible it was one-sided but if you look at the history overall the Super Bowls haven't been you know really really close games I remember I mean I you know the 49ers they 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 ran up the score and beat a lot of people you know so that's neither here or there um you're just gonna have makes or miss it is just interesting that you know, those were the two best teams at the time, and the one of the be- one of the two teams just had a bad day. It's just flat out simple. They just had a really, really bad game. So, you know, shout out to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They they made things happen. You have Rob Gronkowski, 
who literally last year was hosting WrestleMania. This dude was the 24-7 champion, enjoying retirement, uh, dancing all around on all the Good Morning America TV shows and whatnot. He was on he was on uh, Fox Fox Sports, I believe. He was one of the uh, contributors for NFL Sunday, the pregame show. You know, and then he comes in and scores the first two touchdowns of the game. And you can't you can't ask for anything else outside of that. You had Antonio Brown. He he finally gets his. I, I think this Super Bowl win solidifies him into Canton, Ohio. Uh, I think before. You know his, his Super Bowl, the Super Bowl win. We look at his stats; they're 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 really really good. You know he 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 was on pace until these last two seasons. Productivity slowed down. He also was suspended. But with the Super Bowl win, I think that kind of puts him in Canton, Ohio. You have an Mdamakasu again, a journey. You know who spent all those years in Detroit, tried to get a Super Bowl win at with the L.A. Rams, get, fell short to Tom Brady. And now he gets a ring. You had Leonard Fournette, who got cut by the Jags. This dude was the number four overall pick, and they just let him walk, who actually led the Jags to the AFC Championship game a few years ago. He gave up on him. And look at him. He, he was literally the, 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 bell, the, the, the bell cow um, for, for the Bucks last night. He, he, he looked like he got stronger throughout the playoffs. He had a very, very good playoffs. And I'm pretty sure a team is going to want to pick up pick him up this offseason. I think he's a free agent. So we'll see. You know, there, there, there's a lot of different parts there. Um, and and the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers organization made it happen. Um, they brought Tom Brady down and they, they, they made it happen. So that's neither here or there. Um, so congratulations to the Bucs. First team to host the Super Bowl and win, host the Super Bowl alone, let alone win it in their own stadium. That's, that's a huge deal. And as far as the Kansas City Chiefs go, um, I, I think they're fine. I, I think they'll be back. Um, I, I think, you know, the 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 window, and I think the window of them probably trying to run up five, six, seven Super Bowls with Pat Mahomes. Let's, let's just take it a one year at a time. Let's just take it a year at a time and see what that approach looks like for the Chiefs. Um, There's going to be a lot of teams in AFC that I feel like are going to that are going to make a little bit of noise. Um, you know, the Jags got the number one overall pick. They got Urban Meyer coming in there, which, I mean, I don't know what's going to end up happening. You got, you know, their own division. You got Justin Herbert, who 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 was a stud. I mean, you got him. Deshaun Watson is on the move. You don't know what that what's that's going to look like. You got the Jets over there with a whole bunch of assets as well. Um, you also have the Miami Dolphins. You have the Buffalo Bills. There's a lot of different moving pieces in the AFC. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's just going to be a shoe-in fit for the Chiefs to be coming back all the time. Now, do they have great coaching and all that good jazz? For sure. Do they have a once-in-a-generational-lifetime type of quarterback in Pat Mahomes? Of course. But all those things also have to work, and they also have to just play good at the right time. And, again, that didn't happen last night. So I think the Chiefs will be there. But as far as the this whole notion that they'll just be back there all these years, I, I, it's too early to tell. Now, as far as Tampa Bay goes, I mean, they they were, I think, the fifth wildcard team to, to actually win the Super Bowl. Um, so, you know, I think for them, you know, I'm under the assumption that Drew Brees isn't coming back this, next year. So there's that. Um, I, I don't know what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. We, we don't know what's going to happen with that. Um, you know, Stafford's going to the Rams, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be a shoe-in fit because I feel like they don't have a number one receiver. Um, they have a great defense, but I feel like the receiving core, it's really good. They have a receiving core by committee, but they don't have that one person that you can stretch the field. 
and, and and throw the ball to. They don't have a DK Metcalf. They don't have a Tyreek Hill. Um, they, 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 they don't have that that DeAndre Hopkins type of person. Um, they have really, really guy, good guys who can run the crossings, the shallow crossing routes and things like that. But as far as somebody that you need a nine right, a nine route, I don't think they have that. So it's, it's neither here or there. You got the Cowboys. We don't know what they're going to be looking like next year with who knows what their quarterback is going to be. We don't know if it's going to be Dak Prescott. We don't know what Ezekiel Elliott's going to be looking like next year. So there's a lot of different moving pieces that's going to happen. But as far as the Chiefs being back, yeah, we'll see. And as far as the Patri- uh, Patriots, <laughs> as far as Tom Brady being back, uh, I-, I think so. You, can, I think this guy reminds me of Bernard Hopkins. The older he gets, the more he just gets smarter and he just figures things out and he finds a way to win. You don't have to be the best. You just got to be the savviest. And sometimes being the savviest and utilizing your resources at the time is the best method of winning. And, I, and that's the best way I can... I can put Tom Brady on there. And, you know, this is the, the, the great debate on who the GOAT is. You know, who's the GOAT? Who's the GOAT? I mean, here's the thing about me and football. Football is such an interesting sport. You you know, we have basketball. We And it's pretty much to say it's a consensus that either LeBron James, uh, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Bill Russell, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you know, those, those those would be some people that would argue for your for your greatest of all times, and that that's fair. I, I get it. That that's cool. Um, the football for me has been very very. It's an interesting sport because I don't know if you can you can really kind of say who's the greatest of all time. You only play one position most of the time, um, and that one position can be you know is is. As frivolous as being the, you know, as, as an offensive lineman or, um, you know, somebody who makes spectacular plays as either a quarterback or a defensive back. Um, and you can't do both. You can't throw the ball to yourself. I don't you know. It's not, you can't throw a legal forward pass to yourself. So you literally have one job, whether that's one job of being a running back and hitting the holes and trying to score a touchdown, whether that one job is to be an offensive lineman, to protect your quarterback call out different coverages, see who's going to be the blitzer. You have one, you know, you, you that's the role you play. You can be a tight end where you're going to be either blocking or going out for for catches. You have receive, wide receivers. They go out and run routes and, and catch the ball. Um, so for me to say the greatest of all time for one particular person in the sport of football, that's hard for me to do. And so on this podcast and on this show, I'm not going to say Tom Brady is the greatest of all time as far as the greatest football player of all time. I, I, I can't, in my mind, I, it's, it's just hard for me to do that. Now, as we're talking about the greatest quarterback of all time, easily that's Tom Brady. Easily. This man just literally proved he's done something that I can't think of anybody who's done anything even close to this um, in the sport of football, I should say. I think it's what, year 20? He's in his 20-something odd year. In, in, in the NFL, and he, he literally, he takes his talents down to Florida and, and wins the Super Bowl off rip. Um, that That's kind of something unheard of. I know Joe Montana left the 49ers to go to the Kansas City Chiefs a few, uh, almost 20 something, or 25 years ago, probably more than that. And he got close. He got into the AFC Championship game, but they didn't go to the Super Bowl and win. Um, I know Deion Sanders came from the Falcons and went to the 49ers one year, and they got to the Super Bowl and won. But I mean, again, as far as what we're talking about, somebody who has this championship pedigree with six already, he gets number seven, 
and you know they 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 say that he's the greatest football player of all time. That I I I, I have a hard time trying to 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 agree with it, but I don't disagree with it. So on the I mean, he's the greatest quarterback for me. That's all I can say. I don't know. I I don't I don't know who's the greatest football player of all time. Um, I think that's just a hard type of um, assumption to make. We have different gener- genres. You have different styles that that came into play. We just became into this past happy football uh, playing way within the last, I don't know, five to 10 years, this air raid offense where practically everything's just almost like a seven on seven where you don't really have linemen and stuff like that. So um, it's just nothing but air raid. I mean, it, it's neither here or there. I think he's the greatest quarterback of all time, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, it's no knock on Tom Brady. It's no knock on anybody else who wants to say that he's the greatest football player of all time. But I think it's just a hard, it's a hard call to make to say any one player over the last 101 years that the NFL has been in existence is the greatest one player football of all football player of all time. I don't know. That's 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 saying a lot. So, um, yeah. So that pretty much wraps up the NFL season. Um, it was an interesting season. There was games that was practically played on at least one day of each week this year, um, which usually football is either on Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, or Monday. Um, so it was an interesting year, you know. And it, it, I'm, I'm for the for for entertainment purposes and for content purposes. Glad that the NFL was able to proceed on with the season and they they had to make a couple adjustments, but, you know, they did it in the most safest possible way that they could have thought of um, and they made it happen. So, uh, you know, we'll see what next season looks like and we'll see if there's going to be any OTAs. We're going to see if there's going to be how the draft is going to look this year. Um, I'm assuming it's going to be held remotely um back at i would assume in bristol in 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 bristol connecticut but we'll see um but you know it's gonna be this off season is gonna be really really crazy with all the different storylines so we'll see what ends up happening so and with that being said we're gonna switch gears um to something that took place on saturday and i I, (laughs) this is my team i love my team and i'm i'm finding i'm finding harder ways to enjoy my team and, 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 I, and I enjoyed the Warriors last year. And it was a very trying season for them last year. I think they were like, the worst, they had the worst record outside of the Timberwolves last year. And, you know, a lot of it was injury play. Clay had just torn his ACL. Uh, Steph broke his hand and practically redshirted last year. Um, you know, the D'Angelo Russell trade, that didn't work out. So they bring in Wiggins, which I may have to eat my words. It's starting to look okay. He's starting to look like he fits the system. Um, Kelly Arubre drops 40 on Wednesday, last Wednesday, um, but he's been super duper inconsistent. And I, I think that that's, that's an asset that needs to be, that can be moved easily just because he's on a one-year deal. Um, but last Saturday, my man, Steph Curry done dropped 57 points, ladies and gentlemen, 57 points, 30 at halftime. And they were, they were in a great game against the Dallas Mavericks. It was, a, it was a, it was a back, it was basically, um, they played each other twice, so it was like a two-game series. And the Warriors smashed them last Wednesday. It was like 140-something to 100 or something like that. They won by like 30-some-odd points. And so, Steph Curry this past Saturday drops 57, and Luka Doncic drops like 42. 42 and 11. And the Warriors still lost by two points. 
And the reason why I want to talk about this is because Draymond Green and Steph Curry combined for 59 points. Steph Curry had 57. And before everyone gets to, you know, before I get to bashing Draymond, I was going to let just a quick disclaimer. Draymond's probably my favorite player in the NBA. It's not because he plays for the Warriors. But he's just my favorite player. I like Draymond Green. Um, but, bro, my man, you can't have a stat line where you got two points, 13 rebounds, five blocks, five steals, um, and that's all you got on the offensive side of the ball. Like, I, it's, it's mind-boggling. It is mind-boggling that that's all Draymond was able to contribute was two funky points. That means he had two more points than I did, uh, and I didn't even play. I wasn't even in Dallas, okay? I wasn't even in Dallas. And the fact that he only had two points, it's just, it, it, it just doesn't make sense. Two points, six deals, 15 dimes, four blocks. Great stat line. But I'm going to need, if the Warriors want to make any type of, I'm not even going to say championship run this year. I mean, let's just be realistic. I don't I don't think the Warriors are a top four team. Now, that's, that's not even realistic. But if this is the Warriors team that just wants to get some of the younger guys in and get some playoff experience, like Brad Wanamaker, uh, Eric uh, Pascal, um, you know, uh, Jordan Poole and them type of guys, um, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta get some playoff experience, but you also have to get in the playoffs and at the rate they're going, I, I don't know if this team is a playoff bound team. Um, and, and for me as a Warrior fan, I would be okay with them just making the playoffs this year. I think that would be actual, uh, um, a huge accomplishment being the fact that they thought they was going to get Clay Thompson back this year and they didn't because he tore his Achilles. Um, but Draymond, he has, I, I want to see Draymond at least at a minimum eight to 10 points, dog. I, I think eight to 10 points is not a, a, not a far reach. Um, you know, if you're getting anywhere between seven to eight boards, you got to put a couple of putbacks here and there, you know, that's four points. You know, you drive to the hoop, you get fouled, get fouled on a couple of drives. That's four free throws. You make three out of four, four out of four every time. So you're about a 75% free throw shooter. Okay. That's about, what are we talking about? Seven points right there. You know, so he can easily get seven points just on a couple of putbacks, a couple of attempts at the free throw line. And, and we're not talking about him trying to take jump shots or him shooting the shooting the ball or anything like that, because we know that's not his realm. Um, it's not his thing. But, you know, the Warriors need, Steph needs help. And, and I don't know if Bob Myers is going to pull the trigger on trying to make some moves this offseason. And I don't know what he, I mean, he's got assets. He's got, he's got some, he's got some things he can flip. But it, it's up to what the Warriors want to do. Are they in win-now mode? Um, which, I mean, it doesn't look to be that way. Um, but we'll see. Um, and also some NBA recap. What What's going on with the coronavirus protocols? Like, if, if, if you can't... And the reason why I'm asking this question is because I believe it was on either Friday or Saturday. Kevin Durant, they said that he couldn't play because he had came into close contact with someone who tested positive. Okay, they say he can't play. Then they said that the test wasn't clear enough, so he can come. He, he didn't even start the game. He came off the bench. He gets off the bench. He plays, you know, and then they he, during the timeout, a league official comes back to him and says, yeah, man, you, you can't play because you've been in close contact with somebody. Well, then why didn't the game get canceled right there on the spot then? If he had been in close contact with someone who had the virus, you tell him that he can't play because of contact tracing, that, and that's that's the right thing to do. Then why why even even move forward with the game? Because now he's practically gotten potentially his whole team at risk because of a test that was may or may not have been clear. Like that's that's bad juju. 
and and you can't you, the NBA should have either canceled that game, proposed, postponed it, because Kevin Durant's around his teammates all the time. So now we're talking about the coaching staff may be at risk, the teammates may be at risk. Now the opposing team may be at risk. Now the opposing team coaching staff may be at risk. There's just a whole lot going on there, and I, and, and that's just a really really bad look to say, hey, you can't play, or never mind, you can play, and then yank them back out and say, nah, you can't play again. Just didn't look good in my opinion, but, you know, um, they're still trying to figure it out. It's still relatively, you know, we're getting almost to that all-star point. Um, I believe March 7th is what the all-star break is supposed to be, so we'll see what ends up happening, but just some interesting takes that have taken place this past week in the NBA. Oh, yeah, D-Rose is going back to uh, New York to get with uh, Tom Thibodeau, who I like to call the butcher, because he looks like Sam the Butcher from the Brady Bunch. But, um, you know, the Knicks are the Knicks are on the right track. I'm not going to say they're they're out of the woods yet, but they're on the right track. Like, they're, they're seeing light at the end of the tunnel. And, you know, Julius Randle, I think, should be an all-star. And he should be in contention for most improved player of the year, easily, hands down. So, you know, that, that's a good note. And I think D. Rose's leadership and his um, his uh, rapport with Tom Thibodeau um, should bring some type of, you know, some type of different dynamic to the team. And D. Rose has been a very, very serviceable NBA player um, after he's blown his ACL out. So, you know, I, I look, I'm interested to see how that plays out, but we'll see what ends up going on. And with that being said, it is time for the sports business podcast big dummy of the day (sighs) yeah so i don't know however many millions of people watched the super bowl last night and some people watch it some people watch it for uh um you know entertainment purposes but jay-z supposed to be like the, the 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 guy that's in charge of the entertainment aspect of the nba to me, that's more nothing equivalent to the minister of music. I don't know, you know, he's just a minister of music. And he's doing a crappy job as a minister of music because somebody had to get the final green light for that weekend performance um, at the halftime show. And last year's halftime show was so forgetful that I actually forgot. And it wasn't until somebody told me on one of the social media platforms that it was Shakira and J-Lo. I forgot all about it. I did. It was an afterthought. Um, it, 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 I mean... I don't know. I personally thought that, I mean, the first thing about the weekend for me is he's hit or miss. Like in my, in my, in my, my little entertainment or my little music or what I listen to, he's hit or miss. Some days I feel like skipping him over. Other days I'll listen to him. Depends how I feel. He's not somebody who I'm jumping up and down for. That's all I'm going to say. And I always say, you know, the, the Super Bowl halftime show, um, especially this year should have been a little bit more, I don't know, a little bit more uplifting. We've had a crappy year. Um, and usually, you know, there's things that need to be addressed and it didn't get addressed. Um, but I felt like I was watching uh, uh, the cast of Us by, you know, one of the KMPO guys who's the director. The cast of Us, I felt like there was about 100 of them dudes running around on the football field during during the halftime show. And the sound quality was, was trash at best. Um, but I didn't enjoy the halftime show at all. Like I thought it was pretty, it was, it was forgetful. Actually, I think I went outside and changed the channel. I don't know what I did, but I only could stomach it for a little, for as long as it, as I did, but it kind of summed up how the whole overall Super Bowl experience was last night. Um, a lot of the commercials were forgetful at best. Um, I thought the, uh, 
the Matthew McConaughey Doritos one was probably the funniest one. Um, but outside of that, I, I felt like the, the, the halftime show is not something that I'll probably forget about it again next year, honestly. Um, but yeah, it was just an interesting show. And I, you know, shout out to the weekend for spending his money. He spent, he paid, basically paid for his own performance. Um, he should have actually got 600,000, $6,900,999.99 back because the money that he put into that show, it, it, it wasn't cool. That doesn't make me want to go see a weekend concert. I put it like that. Um, it, it didn't want to me. It doesn't want to make me spend any more money on him. And for those who thought that the performance was good, I mean, shout out to y'all. That's 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 to each his own. But I personally didn't think it was all good. So Jay Z, this is the second year you didn't drop the ball, bro. So I don't know what you got to do, but you, your time is on the your time is ticking, bro. Like you as the minister of music has failed miserably. The last two years since you've been appointed this position. So, Jay-Z, you definitely get the Sports Business Podcast Big Dummy today. That being said, I'm out. You can check me out at Instagram at Money Compton. You can also check me out at the Twitterverse at Eric T. Compton. You can also email the show at sportsbusiness, S-P-O-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S at gmail.com. Other than that, we are out. Deuces.